Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Manifestation Lab podcast. I'm Tarkon, your host, speaking to you out here on the leading edge of creation from the beautiful Pacific Northwest of the United States of America. It's been hot here. Well, it's still summer, I suppose, but it's been hot. It's been muggy. And um, I've had quite a hot summer myself. I've been traveling, and I realize I haven't done another one of these podcasts in quite a while. Now, I know those there's those of you out there that probably only listen to the podcast or aren't even aware or are just coming to the podcast and aren't aware that I have a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and search Manifestation Lab, you will find me and my videos and my lovely face speaking to you. Well, speaking to a camera technically, but speaking to you beyond the camera. And... Um, Yes, so I've been traveling, and you will hear about that if you if you listen to my channel, if you watch my channel. And for those of you who listen to the podcast and the channel, because you will also find the podcast episode on the channel, of course. It will be automatically uploaded there. You'll know that I've been traveling. But I've been back a few weeks. I'm, I'm still easing my way in <laughs> into the, um, the everyday sort of uh, uh, everyday life back here uh, where I live where I actually live. So it occurred to me the other day, you know, I should do another podcast episode because I do love doing these. I love speaking into a microphone. There's something kind of freeing and natural about it. I don't have to get, uh, I don't have to wear my best shirts for you guys. I don't have to wear any shirt for you guys, (laughs) but I am wearing one. That's okay. Um, Anyway, yes, you know, I like doing these podcasts uh, by way of reading Um, I get quite a few unsolicited emails from people besides the ones I get from my coaching clients, of course. Um, and by the way, if you are interested in coaching services, just go to my website, manifestationlab.com. You will find a link for coaching or it's just manifestationlab.com forward slash services and you'll get there and, uh, you'll see, you'll see what's on offer. Um, Yeah, so I, you know, I get these unsolicited emails quite frequently, and I like to save some of them, the juicy ones, for these podcast episodes, because I think it's pretty fun to read them and to go through them and to give you guys a sample of also kind of how I work when I do coaching packages, coaching responses, but also um, it's interesting because some of these, you know, uh, often people write me, uh, more often than not, their issues, concerns, and questions are shared by so many of you out there. Um, I tend to get the same questions, the same concerns, um, the same misunderstandings about the process of, uh, of manifesting. Um, you know, the, the, it's quite common. It's quite common. Of course, this is something that, you know, there's tons of books out there. There are tons of teachers. They don't teach us this stuff in school, do they? Unfortunately, maybe someday they will on this planet teach this stuff in school. But in the meantime, we have to kind of rely on what's out there. And some of the information can be confusing. It can seem to contradict itself. And, uh, you know, 
Of course, everybody is going to talk about it and write about it is going to have a different style of explaining these concepts. It all comes down to the same thing, really, if you think about it. Right? I have a lot of people that are really into Neville Goddard. Uh, and some people who are into Neville Goddard tend to think that, uh, you know, that's not law of attraction. Law of attraction is, is anti-Neville Goddard, but not really. If you really look at it, it's all the same thing. Neville says the same kinds of things that Abraham Hicks says, Bashar, any of the other teachers out there that you could think of, um, you know, they just have a different way of expressing it. Um, even a lot of the techniques they teach are the same. So, yes, it can be confusing <laughs> to sort it all out. But that's why I like to do these things and read these emails. Um, because, you know, it, it, many common themes occur. And so um, I think that reading them on these podcast episodes can be very, very helpful. And I know a lot of times you guys will be out there and go, oh, that's my situation exactly, or this is exactly what I needed to hear right now. So that's why I like to do this, and I like to do it in this way, uh, through an audio recording podcast uh, method, because it just lets me kind of uh, be in the flow more when I go through these things and read them and respond to them and try to explain certain concepts and what I see as being the major issue and what pops out at me. It just allows me to sort of uh, let my mind kind of go to work without having to deal with uh, the camera and all this kind of stuff, right? So sometimes it's just nice to sit here in front of a microphone and with my headphones on and listen to my voice babble back at me. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully it's pleasant enough, even for especially for you guys. Um, but uh, it's pleasant for me, so that's why I like doing these things. So I actually have an email here from somebody, an unsolicited one. And yes, it has to do, of course, with manifesting a specific person. So, um, and you know, for those of you who are new to me, to the podcast, and even to my YouTube channel, uh, you'll find out that that is, that's kind of the niche that I've fallen into. That's most of my audience and my clients, that is what they're interested in. I very rarely... It does happen, but I very rarely get questions about money and all that kind of stuff. They do, they do occur. They do pop up, um, but most most of the time, interestingly enough, the majority of the people that find me are interested in love more than anything else, and that's great. And there's nothing wrong with being interested in money, of course. It's just uh, you know, it's just a different, um, I guess, a different focus, a different priority. So, um, having said all of that. Uh, let me dive into it, um, because, you know, well, why should I just keep talking about nonsense? Let me just dive straight into the uh, to the email. And, of course, uh, you know, I'm going to omit anyone's name uh, just to protect the innocent. Um, <laughs> uh, because, you know, well, nobody specifically ever tells me that they want to... Uh, want their names used or that they're okay with it. But, uh, you know, I just, I just go out on a limb and assume that you want to remain uh, anonymous. So when you do write me these unsolicited emails, and if I ever end up responding to you in one of these podcast episodes or in a video on the YouTube channel, just rest assured, I will always protect your privacy because, you know, I would want that done for me, obviously. So this uh, gentleman wrote me. Uh, he says, hi, Tarkon. For the past year, I've been manifesting my ex back. We originally split after a great relationship, but her brother was murdered. Oh my goodness. And eventually she broke up with me as the relationship couldn't withstand the circumstance at the time. 
I've, well, that's understandable, isn't it? I've gotten good at attracting her back into my life, but then I can't keep her. Examples are about a year ago, we, we reconnected and texted, hung out as if nothing ever happened. It was great. Then she abruptly cut me out. We then didn't speak or anything for six months, and she again reached out and re we reconnected for about a week and then nothing. Very recently, we again reconnected as we work at the same office, but don't see each other very often. But through work, we reconnected randomly and once again hit it off as though we never stopped talking. So this is a, this is a theme. You pick up again like nothing ever happened, right? Um, this last time was amazing. We caught up, started hanging out again, texting constantly all day, every day. All the way to good mornings and good nights, coffee dates, progress to planning, to getting together in the future, no longer being blocked on social media, etc. So she had blocked you on social media. I even helped her manifest her first conscious manifestation. Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting that you did that. Um, and actually, you don't even say anything more about that. And that I would like to hear more about that, actually. How did you do that? What was the manifestation? But I guess that maybe that's for another email. If you want to write me about that again, that would be interesting to find out about. So then after about a month and a half of reconnecting, it was, fo it was found out that I still have feelings for her. It was found out that I still have feelings for her. Did she, um, was this revealed to her in a dream by an angel? Um, did she read a prophecy written on her mirror in the morning as she got up? Um, yes. How was it find, found out by her that you still had feelings for her? I assume, I'm going out on a limb here, but I assume it was because you told her, right? You told her that you still that you have feelings for her still have feelings for her after all these times that you guys were hanging out as friends so you know the email continues now we'll continue reading it but i want to stop here for a moment and point something out because this is a this is your big clue here my friend uh when you say this uh this i uh, you know, I'm assuming you told her finally, you finally expressed to her that you have feelings for her still. And then she again abruptly decided that she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Her explanation was she doesn't have feelings for me anymore and doesn't want to lead me on. So let's take a moment here to assess this because uh, all these times that you were mentioning before, so she would come back and then disappear and come back and then disappear and, and notice how you guys would hang out you would text each other you would get coffee you take walks together uh, that kind of thing but what are those things right that those are sort of friendship activities so you're hanging out as a friend and I'm assuming at this point you're not really being honest with her about your true feelings for her and perhaps you're hoping that if you just kind of go the friendship route for a little while, that eventually she will have romantic feelings for you just by hanging out with you, right? She'll suddenly realize, oh, I, I want more than friendship from him. Um, I'm guessing this is what happened because this is a theme with so many, especially many guys, 
who are experiencing, and I'm going to put it in as mild uh, and kind a way as I can, they're experiencing fear and anxiety around expressing their two true feelings and their true desire about the situation. Right. And so here's a big clue for you, my friend. You I don't think at this point to this point, you were very clear or honest with yourself. Well, maybe you were clear in the back of your mind, but you were certainly not honest about it. What you truly wanted out of this, because you're going through the motions of building a friendship with her, a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Platonic friendship where you go on coffee dates and you hang out and maybe you take a walk in the park together and you text each other. Good morning and good night. And, you know, at this point. She's probably getting the idea that you're interested in only a friendship. But but so but let's look at this from the manifest manifesting perspective. Right. And I always say this to people, and it's extremely important to know exactly what you want. And the first the first person you have to be honest with about that is yourself, because what I see here so far from your email is that you're not really expressing that through your actions here. You're not, and maybe you're not really clear about it in your mind. And you need to, you know, manifesting is about getting to the end result that you desire. Um, feeling your way in that state already, right? Acting, speaking, thinking, walking, feeling, most importantly, as if you already have what it is you want. But you can't do that if you don't know what it is you want. Or if you're too afraid to even admit to yourself what it is you truly want. And I get the sense here that this is kind of what's been going on with you, is that you, you, you know that you want a relationship with her. You want to be her boyfriend, maybe even her husband down the road, right? Maybe you want um, a, a marriage with her at some point. But here's the thing. Are you being honest with yourself about that? Have you been honest with yourself about that? Or have you been afraid to admit that to yourself because you have an innate fear, uh, a fear that you've practiced in your life that if I'm too honest about what I want, then the other shoe will drop. Uh, if God hears my wishes, then he'll try to pee all over them, right? Um, this is a common fear. This is a common fear where we are too afraid. We become too afraid to reach for that mountaintop, to reach for that prize that we really want. And in manifesting terms, um, that's, you know, that's a killer. <laughs> that's a killer because it's going to dampen your manifestations. If you're not able to be honest and clear with yourself and then have the courage in yourself to, uh, to reach for that in your mind, to reach for that in your feelings space, um, then how are you going to bring that into your physical reality? How is that going to become reflected back to you? Because physical reality, as I always say, is just a mirror. It's constantly mirroring your your predominant beliefs and expectations about yourself, about your life, about uh, the people in your life and how they show up, about the circumstances in your life, all right? And it's reflecting back to you your fears, right? Like I said, um, and if you have a lot of fears about getting what you want, all right? And this is a part where you have to be honest with yourself. Um, if you have a fear about getting with her, then imagine for a moment how, how difficult it will be to actually get with her, right? Would that, would, what was going to get reflected back to you? More things to be fearful over, right? If you have confusion about what it is you really want, what's going to get reflected back to you? More things to be confused about. 
And really, it's it's as simple as that. So what I sense here from you is that your 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 offering, your energetic offering, and your focus are scattered or they're back and forth, or you're holding yourself back for some reason. You've been holding yourself back from expressing your true feelings for her, which really is just a reflection, uh, a, a, a sort of a, a, um, a display, uh, well, a display, um, evidence that you're holding that back from yourself. And uh, why are you doing that? Because probably, very likely, and of course I can only go on what you've written me here, but from what you have written me, it's very likely that you are actually afraid of, of getting this. You're afraid of admitting to yourself what it is you truly want. And so as a result of that, what you're getting back, as a result of you offering that and offering this very unclear kind of focus, this very unclear energy, you're getting very scattered, unfocused, unclear results. So you, you know, my guess is you'll be really sure about what you want and you'll be really determined to get it one minute. And then you go back to going, I don't know though. I'm a little afraid to ask for this because what if it goes wrong? Or even the other alternative, which very app ha often happens and people don't tend to realize it. What if I actually get what I want? And sometimes that terrifies us the most, right? So there's some resistance in you about actually being in a relationship with her. And it stems from A, or either or, right? Or and or. Uh, you not quite being clear and honest with yourself about what that really looks like, what that relationship is going to really look like. What is it? What's the end result? What is it you ultimately want out of this and with this, with this girl, right? And B, and or B, right? It could be both or either or. Um, being afraid of actually manifesting this because so often we have uh, one form of resistance that we tend to offer towards our desires or against uh, put up against our desires and, and manifesting our desires efficiently and quickly is that we immediately, our mind goes to all the problems that could crop up when we actually have the thing that we want, right? So, so that's another possibility right there. But my guess is this, some part of you is fearful, anxious about really reaching for what it is you want. And, I, and I'm guessing too, that that anxiousness, that fear, um, also, um, expresses itself in, in the manner that you are not, you're not allowing yourself to be very clear about what it is you actually want. What do you want? Do you want to live with her? Do you want to just date her kind of randomly? Do you want to, uh, uh, marry her someday? Do you want to have children with her? You need to become clear about that and ask yourself when you're imagining that, when you're asking yourself those, that question, what is, is it I really want? And you're imagining all those different possibilities. How are you reacting physically? You know, do your muscles tend tense up when you think about being married to her or just dating her on a regular basis? Uh, do you have butterflies in your stomach? Right? Is there some part of you that is, that is reacting in a fearful manner. And that's your indication that there's a limiting belief you have about yourself and about life and relationships in general. Maybe you don't believe things could really work out in the long run, right? Maybe you don't really uh, uh, believe that you can have what you want and then really enjoy it. Maybe you don't really believe that you can keep her. So far, you're doing very well on manifesting her back again and again and again. But your issue, as you said, is keeping her, right? And what does that mean anyway, keeping her? Again, be clear about that. Does that mean marriage? Does that mean dating, seeing each other a couple of times a week, right? But if you're going out there 
and you're sort of putting out the friendship vibe and you're doing things and you're holding back is what's going on. You've been holding back because you're, you're, there's something in you stopping you from going further, right? And, and maybe the fear was originally, well, if I let her know how I really fear, she'll reject me. So then what happened? She rejected you. Your worst fear came true. So there's a clue right there, actually, because what we manifesting, what we are manifesting is a great big indication to us uh, as to how, where our resistance lies, how we, are we really focusing and how are we moving our energy or where are we blocking our energy, right? Where are we stopping ourselves dead in the track, in the tracks, in the track, um, so pay attention to that too. Um, getting her back is a manifestation every time. Her leaving again is a manifestation every time. Her responding negatively to you expressing your, your true feelings for her is also a manifestation. It's a direct manifestation, a direct reflection of your inner fear. So maybe you've been holding back this whole time because you were anticipating and expecting and believing that she was going to turn you down or tell you that she doesn't feel the same way. Right. And so then when you do something, when you take action, like telling her at that point how you feel from that kind of space, right, that energetic space, that place of focusing on that, of course, that's how the reality, that's how the circumstance will then play itself out. Right. So it isn't that uh, this happened to you. And I say this a lot to people, but yes, you have, you, this is reflecting back on you as an expression, as a physical expression of what is blocking you on the inside, what you truly believe about yourself. So then here's your clue, right? I'm fearful of having what I want. I feel like uh, even if I tell her how I truly feel, she'll reject me or ultimately she'll reject me. Maybe I'll get her back for a while, but then she'll dump me again, or she'll ignore me again, or she'll run away again, right? If this keeps happening, then it's something inside of you that is making it happen. And it's, and, and it's, it's plain to see that there's a fear blocking you. There's a belief blocking you that you, you believe you can't really have what you want. So then that's also causing you to not be very clear about what you want and not be very honest about what you want, right? There's an element of, if I ask God for too much, he'll, he'll smack me, right? Um, stop asking for so much. What makes you think you're deserving of that, right? This is the subconscious dialogue that's going on in your head. And if you stop and st start paying attention to that, you'll probably find that that's true. That's true. When you start imagining the end result and you go in your imagination and your visualizations to the end result and you go imagine uh, five years down the road, let's say you've been married five years to her. Just close your eyes and take some deep breaths and just imagine a day in your marriage to this person five years down the road. And what does it feel like? What does visualizing that and imagining that feel like? Are you scared? Are you worried all the time that she's going to find someone else or dump you or decide that you're you maybe she'll think you're a phony and a fake and a fraud and she'll it's just a matter of time before before she finds that out. It's just a matter of time before she goes, oh, why did I ever love this guy to begin with? Uh, oh, God, I'm going to dump him. These are things you're expecting. And because you're expecting them, they are happening. They keep happening again and again. All right. All right. So start looking at. What's going on inside of you? What are your primary beliefs about yourself and about things and the possibility and, and your deservingness of things and your worthiness of having what you want and the ex extent to which what you want will ultimately work out for the best? 
will ultimately be exactly what you want. You have some blockages in there. You have some limiting beliefs in there. All right. It's an inside job. It's never about them. As I always say, you need to start looking at what the source of this thing is that you keeps reflecting back to you because this isn't about, this isn't about asking, why does she keep doing this? Why does she keep doing this? Why does she keep doing this? This is about asking, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep manifesting the same thing again and again and again? And since your reality and the way in which she is showing up in your reality, that specific way, that specific behavior that she has is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So you got to start looking at what what's happening in there. All right. What am I believing about things? How do I react to the idea of me having what I want? Do I really believe it can work out? Right. Do I really believe I'm worthy of having this? Um, you know, if I if I if I'm too honest about what I want, will I get punished for that? Right. So I'm going to tiptoe around the issue of what are my true feelings for her? What is it I ultimately really want? Right. You need to you need to learn to be OK with that. You need to learn to be brave enough to ask for what you want. Nobody's out there judging you. Nobody's out there denying you anything. It's all you. All right. That's an important thing to understand. This is something you're doing. And that's not to lay blame. People misunderstand that, too. This is not to blame anybody. It's not, I'm not saying it's your fault and you're terrible. I'm saying start becoming aware of the fact that you are the creator in your life. This is your holodeck. This is your painting, your 3D painting. This is your mirror. All right. This is your show. Okay. And so, you know, when, when, this, when this pattern keeps showing up in, in, in the form of her behavior and her reaction towards you, that is really just the furthest, most physical expression of how you're thinking about yourself, right? The way she's showing up is really just a reflection of how you're showing up inside yourself, what you really think and believe about yourself, okay? When she says, I don't have those feelings about you, it's almost like uh, you can hear your subconscious going, oh, yeah, I knew it. See, because I'm not worthy of those feelings. I'm not worthy of that. Now, she's just showing up that way and saying that to reflect that directly back to you. And, you know, if you have this belief, it'll get reflected back to you in other ways, too. <laughs> Probably in other areas of your life, other relationships and friendships. Right. Take a look at that. Maybe you have abandonment issues. All right. Now, I'm not saying I'm not suggesting that you dig around in your psyche and, and wallow in all the negative beliefs that you have, but it's important to recognize what they are. It's important to understand, first and foremost, that you're doing all of it. It's coming from you. You're the source. But that's a good thing. That's an empowering uh, thing to understand, because that means you can change. You can change how you react to things. You can change your beliefs about yourself. And that's when you start working on yourself. That's why you make it about yourself. That's why you affirm about yourself. That's why you keep a journal of positive aspects about yourself. That's why you elevate yourself in your own eyes. You, tell, you affirm things like things always do work out for me. Life does support me. The universe does support me. I am worthy of having what I want. Things work out all the time. You see? Not in trying to change her, convincing her uh, to be with you, right? Uh, being careful around her, not to tell her too much and this kind of stuff. This is about speaking to yourself with a new voice, telling yourself a new story. I can turn this around. 
I can break this pattern. Everything stems from me. So you, you start visualizing, you start affirming, you start paying attention to, first of all, your emotions, your, your, your emotional state throughout your day, right? This is something I recommend people do. Check in with yourself throughout the day. How am I feeling about this? How am I feeling about this breakfast I'm eating right now? How am I feeling about this cup of coffee I'm having right now? How am I feeling about what I'm doing at work right now, right? How am I feeling about talking to this particular friend or walking down this particular street? What am I feeling right now? What's my inner state? And then how is that being reflected in my surroundings right now? Right? Start making the connection between the two. Start understanding that this isn't about changing her or even trying to understand her at this point. Again, it's just a reflection. And if you want the mirror image that's reflecting to you to change, right? If you walk up to the mirror with a frown and you expect it to smile back at you, of course, you're going to be disappointed. How do you get the mirror image to smile at you? You smile first. So you got to start being honest with yourself, first of all. What it is that you really want. And you've got to start being brave about that. All right? Don't limit yourself because you think that you're asking for too much or that you're not worthy of having exactly what you want. Be honest. It's a good thing that you told her finally what your feelings are. It's fine that she reacted the way she did. Again, it's only a reflection of what you're really believing about yourself. Right? So once you change that then the way she shows up will change as well. And the way everything shows up in your life, the way all the circumstances show up in your life, the way that other people show up in your life will change. All right? But you got to start there by doing the work inside yourself. You have some limiting beliefs about yourself. Right? And so that's where you start. You start affirming in that area. So for now, just, you know, leave her alone. Don't focus on her. Don't try to make anything about her. And I don't know, you know, you said, you mentioned uh, um, that you... That you, you know, you say here, uh, uh, I've tried many times to move on. I've dated other women, focused on attracting a completely new lady. I always find myself thinking about her. So right there is, you know, your inner being, that larger part of you that is still focused and non-physical, that is constantly communicating with you through your emotions. As you, as you have a thought, you have an emotional response to that thought. That is your inner being communicating with you, letting you know whether that thought is in line with who you really are, your true power, or whether it's out of step with that. So if you have a thought like, oh, God, things don't work out for me, and, you feel, and then you have a terrible emotional response to that, you feel awful after you have that thought, that's your inner being saying, I don't agree with that assessment of, you, of yourself or the situation, right? Things do work out for you. You do have the power to make things work out for you. If you have a thought like, I'm not good enough for this girl, I'm not really good enough for her, Think about that. That's probably another thing that's stuck in your craw right there. Do you really think you're worthy of her? And if you, if you keep subconsciously affirming that, you have a deep-rooted belief. And remember that a belief is only a chronic thought. It's just a thing that you think over and over again. And you do it for long enough that it sinks into your mind and your mind starts accepting it as truth, as fact. Right? And then you have a belief about that thing. So that's all a belief is. It's just a chronically practiced thought. It's a habit of thinking. So how do you get rid of a bad habit? How do you get rid of a limiting habit? You don't try to dig it out and root it out and pull it like a rotten tooth. You just start introducing a better habit on top of it. So if you find yourself, you know, affirming 
subconsciously even or believing somewhere in there that hey I'm not good enough for her guess what's going to happen she's going to decide and show up in your life in a way that demonstrates that you believe that you're not good enough for her and that's what's been happening okay that's what's been happening so you have a, a belief about that and so you start introducing a different way to think that's how you get rid of an old habit a bad habit you just introduce a new habit you install a new habit of thinking on top of that and you keep repeating and practicing that habit of thinking even if it's difficult at first especially if it's difficult at first it will become easier and eventually that will become the new belief that you have that will become the new empowering belief that you have and it will outshine and dominate that old belief that'll just fade into the background okay so that's how you do that right so begin right now by just pulling back a little bit um this is this is kind of you know where you want to start right now because you, you let's hit the reset button for now okay don't worry so much about her and what she's doing uh because you continue here i asked a female friend about what happened and showed her some of the text to get her opinion her opinion is that my ex played me and played me hard as in her opinion she was clearly leading me on uh, to another relationship um i'm not sure what that last part means exactly but here here's what's going on you're ask you're, you're coming uh, uh you're approaching your friend your female friend with the question of what happened here but see your 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 fears are already there your belief about your expectations about this not working out and this you're already bringing uh, this understanding or this expectation uh, to to your question to your friend, uh, your friend is going to answer in a way that reflects what what you're really worried about, what you're really thinking about the situation deep down inside, right? What your actual beliefs and expectations about the situation are. So of course your friend is going to tell you, yeah, she's playing you, right? She's playing you. She's just uh, leading you on. Now, why? First of all, why would she do that? I mean, what's really the benefit of doing that? I mean. If it's just a, sort of like a cat playing with a, I don't know, a, a toy or something like that. Uh, uh, but ask yourself this because you're you're making these assumptions about the situation that that are that are <clears throat> a reflection that are a, a, a sort of a, a, um, evidence of of what your expectations are. Your expectations are, yeah, she's probably playing me. She doesn't really care about me. This is why would she ever care about me, right? Obviously, she would just sort of toy with me and have fun with me. And then when she's done bored of me, she'll just go on to some other guy. Of course, you're getting back. If you're going to ask somebody for an opinion, what, what do you think is going on here with her? And then your friend says something to that effect. Then this is, again, a reflection of what you're expecting about the situation and what you're believing about the situation, right? So you're, you're you know, I want to, I want to stress this. Stop asking right now about her. Stop asking about what she's doing. Stop observing what she's doing because this, again, this is, this whole situation is about, about you and your internal state and your internal belief systems about the situation as it is with any of our circumstances in life, right? And, and in any of our relationships in life. So you need to begin by doing, pulling inside again, pull back from the reflection don't be so enamored with it okay what's happening right now what's she doing uh, you need to be asking what am I doing okay what, what's going on inside of me here what are my observe observe the states inside of yourself and the limiting belief systems that you have that are contributing to this pattern that you see all right, and I'm, I'm going to assume this isn't just a pattern with this particular girl. It just happens that this particular girl has, you've made her the object of your focus. 
um, but really the object she's become the object of your focus because that inner part of you is saying you need to work this out here so she appears in this way as a way as an opportunity for you to work that out to come to terms with something inside yourself that is limiting that you've been carrying around that you need to resolve right um and the way you resolve that is just pull your attention away from her right now and what she's doing and if she's with another person or she's back with another ex of hers yada yada all that is you just staring at the mirror image going how do i change the mirror image look what's happening and it's just a reflection of how you're showing up so you need to begin there all right and just pull back start you, you again you don't need to get your hands dirty and start uprooting all the horrible stuff inside of you that you that you don't you know that limiting beliefs and all the negativity and negative expectations about things it's good to look at them it's good to acknowledge them but once you have then you understand well what is the opposite of that limiting belief what what should i what do i need to believe to sort of cancel that out or what's the opposite thing that i could believe about that situation that will be more that will be better for me that will be more productive for me right um and then you begin to introduce that new belief and that new way of thinking slowly into your as you have these negative thoughts and now that you're aware of them you'll notice them when they pop up you'll notice how you feel in response to them which is your inner being giving you guidance telling you well we don't like that thought we don't agree with that thought we're going to let you know by making you feel terrible about having that thought we're going to let you know that's a limiting belief we don't agree with it right uh, for instance i'm not worthy Whenever you have that thought, I'm not worthy, you're going to feel terrible. That your inner bee is going, I don't agree that you're not worthy. I agree that you're more than worthy. So start playing around with that a little bit. Don't worry about what she's doing right now. It's not about changing her. If you're going to keep trying to change her and figure her out, you're just going to keep going in this circle, chasing your own tail, and you're not going to get anywhere, and you're going to continue to be frustrated about the situation. You need to start looking inside. And as you have these limiting beliefs that, that pop up and you begin to notice them, Again, this is a practice, so take baby steps and be patient with yourself, okay? But start to introduce little arguments with your with your ego that says, well, why shouldn't I be worthy, right? Or, 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 or what's that about? Is that really necessarily true, right? Now that you know that your, your, you know, your outer reality is just a reflection of those limiting beliefs, you begin to introduce the sort of opposite belief system. You begin to introduce the opposite thought. Well, dare to do it. You know, sometimes this is starting to do this. It's a practice and you have to practice it. And it's going to take uh, some time at first. It's going to feel weird and your ego mind is going to argue with you at every turn. You know, you start going, well, I am worthy. And your mind's going, oh, really? You think you're worthy? Well, look at X, Y and Z. Well, look at this. Well, look at what Susie did in grade seven and look at how your sister treats you and look at, you know, yada, yada, yada. All right. Just acknowledge those things as they pop up because they're coming up to be resolved by this new way of thinking. You just kind of acknowledge them and release them. Give yourself permission to release them and then keep practicing the new, more empowering thought it, until it becomes, it starts to feel more comfortable. It will start to feel more comfortable. And as you, as you become more comfortable in it and you start to start to realize that you're starting to believe the more uplifting, empowering, positive narrative about yourself then you know you're on the right track. You'll feel good about those things. That's your inner being letting you know, yes, you're on the right track here. And as you begin to shift in that way, you will notice 
your external reality shifting in accordance. Now, it may not happen immediately, which is why it's so important to stop observing it right now. Okay. And, and stop and don't keep checking in. Okay. I had a positive thought. What's changing? You know, don't keep checking for updates out there in the mirror image. Okay. Out there on the holodeck, it'll update on its own and you'll know when it has, and you'll see, you'll make the connection of, ah, I've been practicing this new belief, this new empowering belief. It's more positive belief about myself. And now I'm beginning to see evidence of it, of, of that. I'm beginning to see the reflection of that in my life. And you'll start to notice not just that she'll show up in a different way, right? Uh, uh, but other people will. And other situations in your life will sort of begin to fl flow better and more easily. Because they're going to start showing up in a different way that reflects where your dominant focus is in that now. Where your dominant inner focus is now. Okay? So you need to stop asking friends for advice about her. Stop, uh, you know, thinking about where she is. Don't look at her it's social media. Okay? I know people do this. It's so easy these days to do that. Right? So we're usually, a lot of us will be still friends with our exes or whatever. Okay? You need to start getting to the point where you understand and you start believing and practicing the belief that you're worthy of having what you want. You don't need to deny it to yourself. You don't need to deny the truth of your desire to yourself. Okay? You need to beat around the bush and go, well, if I pretend I only want friendship, maybe that'll be like an easier way. Maybe God won't hear me and won't laugh at me if I do it that way. You don't need to sneak around with your desires. You can be honest with yourself. Give yourself permission to do that to begin with. Yes, I want a romantic relationship with this girl. I don't want to be just her friend. Okay? And it's okay to tell her that in a nice manner, right? If it comes up and she says, well, I don't have those feelings. It's, it's okay for you to say, okay, well, you know what? I, I don't want just a platonic friendship. I want more. So, um, you know, if you ever change your mind, then let me know. And then just let her go and then go work on yourself and let the, you know, let the work that you do inside of yourself from that point where you just completely get your focus off of her for now and put it squarely on yourself. And how you're going to build your confidence. Do things that make you feel confident. Try new hobbies. Go to the gym. You know, whatever it takes. All right. Uh, 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 start a project. Whatever it is. Make make lists about yourself. About positive aspects of yourself. List down all your accomplishments in life. The things you're proud of in yourself. Make yourself the focus. Make yourself your own role model because you have amazing qualities we all do and you need to start plugging into those and you need to start believing and adopting the idea that you are worthy then watch how things will change okay and they will change you'll see it happens every single time and that will be your evidence of ah i see how this works now you know you'll learn something that's going to not just help you with this situation but in every situation that you're going to encounter for the rest of your life all right, so be grateful for this. Even as difficult as it may seem, it is an opportunity to expand and to grow and to learn about yourself and your power. All right, um, and also uh, give yourself a pat on the back for being brave, for having the courage to do it. Not many people do. Okay, so for right now, my advice to you is pull back. Focus about yourself, focus on yourself, build your confidence, start introducing more self-empowering ideas. You know, if you're affirming out there, don't make the affirmations about her, make them about yourself. I am worthy. Things are always working out for me. I am in a loving relationship. All right. Uh, I'm worthy of love and adoration and appreciation. I am first best. That's one that Agnes Vivarelli likes to say, and I love that. That's a very powerful one. I am first best, not second best. All right. 
You make yourself the focus of it. You make yourself the project, your project right now, not her. Don't make her your project. Make yourself your project, building up your confidence, making yourself internally stronger, building up your positive beliefs. All right. Those will override the old negative beliefs. They're not always, they're not going to go away completely. They never do, but they will slip into the background where they'll get drowned out by your new dominant beliefs about yourself, your new, more empowering, positive beliefs about yourself. Those will dominate, okay, as you practice this. So that's my advice. Um, thank you for writing, my friend. Um, and, you know, when you have your success story, <laughs> as I know you will, write me again, and I will read that one as well. And that actually uh, let me follow that up, but with an action call to all of you out there, because I love reading success stories. I get them. People love them. I love them. They really help prop people up. And, you know, so I, I've, I've had success stories for my clients and I want you to, you know, it would be nice to get success stories just across the board from any point in your life that you can think of, or if you've manifested an X or even manifested a bunch of money or or how you came to your manifesting journey. Um, everyone has a cool story out there, and I, I want to hear your cool stories. So if you um, want to share a success story from your life, and it doesn't matter if it's if you've been a client of mine or it's a result of my coaching, um, it doesn't matter if it's something that happened to you seven years ago, ten years ago, last week. You know, I want to hear about all of it. Um, so I will, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to read all of them, if a bunch start coming in, uh, but I will, you know, they go into a folder and then I get around to pretty much all of them at some point. Uh, but um, do write me and it's uh, manifestation.lab at gmail.com. That's manifestation.lab at gmail.com. I really would love to hear them. Um, you know, the stories are so uplifting. I can take a look at them. I can sort of use them as instructional tools for other people to kind of show them here. Here's how it's done. You see? Um, so, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do that and share those stories with me, uh, thank you. And thank you on behalf of all the other listeners and viewers out there. Um, please be as detailed as possible because that helps. Of course, um, helps to look at all that, look at the situation from all the different angles. Um, but yes, so you know, I would love to hear those. Uh, I'd love to start receiving way more of those um, because those are, you know, those are like really, really fun ones to do, fun ones to read. And like I said, they're they're so encouraging and beneficial for other viewers and listeners out there. Um, you know, so you have if you have those success stories, don't hold back. You know, share them with us um, and, and help others, help others out, help your fellow people uh, who are on a journey uh, similar to yours. And it would be much, much appreciated. Now, I'd like to finish off <clears throat> by reading to you a couple of excerpts. I always have a problem with that word excerpts. I want to say experts. Um, maybe that's not so far, so far fetched. Uh, such a big difference there. Uh, but a couple of excerpts uh, from a, a book called The Nature of Physical Reality. Uh, now, that's a that's one of the Seth books. And for those of you who are not familiar with Seth, Seth is was is an entity that was channeled by Jane Roberts during the 60s and 70s. Um, 
that laid, uh, you know, kind of laid the foundation for a lot of material and teachers that popped up later, uh, most notably Esther Hicks, uh, Abraham Hicks, right, who channeled Abraham, um, I believe Jane, Jane Roberts, if I'm not mistaken, and the Seth material was a big influence on, on Esther. Um, and, you know, it, it, again, however you may approach this material, uh, I'm not going to start getting into questions of is this person really channeling an entity uh, from the non-physical or not, or is it coming from her own sort of uh, psyche? Uh, those questions are not important. It's the material that's important. It's it's the impact it has on you and your understanding of, of your manifestation journey, of the whole process of manifesting, and just the whole nature of reality and what I've been talking about. In my videos, in this podcast, um, that I keep stressing that your physical reality is nothing but a mirror of your inner states. And so, uh, you know, the excerpts I'm going to read um, tie very well into that um, and just give you another kind of way of understanding it, uh, which I think is can be very beneficial. Um, so, you know, uh, you can pick up this book if you want. Uh, afterwards, you hear some excerpts. Um, or not, or just, uh, you know, let, let what I read be enough and let it sink in. And it ties in very well to, uh, as well to, uh, what I said when I read the last email, um, that I think brings that brings those ideas, uh, that I've been talking about as well, uh, together very nicely. So these are mostly taken from the, uh, the first chapter of the book. The living picture of the world grows within the mind. The world as it appears to you is like a three-dimensional painting in which each individual takes a hand. Each color, each line that appears within it has first been painted within a mind. And only then does it materialize without. Feelings and emotions emerge into reality in certain specific ways. The self rises from unknowing into knowing, constantly surprising itself. As you read these sentences, for example, some of your knowledge is conscious knowing and is instantly available. Some is unconscious, but even the unconscious knowledge is knowing in its own unknowing. You always know what you are doing, even when you do not realize it. Your eye knows it sees, though it cannot see itself, except through the use of reflection. In the same way, the world as you see it is a reflection of what you are. A reflection not in glass, but in three-dimensional reality. You project your thoughts, feelings, and expectations outward then you perceive them as the outside reality. When it seems to you that others are observing you, you are observing yourself from the standpoint of your own projections. You are the living picture of yourself. You project what you think you are outward into flesh. Your body does not just happen to be thin or fat, tall or short, healthy or ill. These characteristics are mental and are thrust outward by you upon your image. I do not mean to be facetious, but you were not born yesterday. Your soul was not born 
yesterday in those terms, but before the annals of time as you think of time. The characteristics that were yours at birth were yours for a reason. The inner self chose them. To a large extent, the inner self can even now alter many of them. You did not arrive at birth without a history. Your individuality was always latent within your soul, and the history that is a part of you is written within unconscious memory that resides not only within your psyche, but is faithfully decoded in your genes and chromosomes, and fulfilled in the blood that rushes through your veins. You are aware, alert, and participating in many more realities than you know as your soul expresses itself through you. That consciousness of your usual daylight hours, the ego consciousness, rise, rises up like a flower from the ground of the underneath, the unconscious bed of your own reality. Though you're not aware of it, this ego itself emerges then falls back again into the unconscious, from which another ego then rises as a new bloom from the springtime earth. You do not have the same ego now that you had five years ago, but you are not aware of that change. Ego rises out of what you are, in other words. It is a part of the action of your being and consciousness but as the eye cannot see its own shifting colors and expressions, as it is not aware that it lives and dies constantly as its atomic structure changes, so you are not aware that the ego continually changes, dies, and is reborn. Your experience in the world of physical matter flows outward from the center of your inner psyche. Then you perceive this experience. Exterior events, circumstances, and conditions are meant as a kind of living feedback. Altering the state of the psyche automatically alters the physical circumstances. There is no other valid way of changing physical events. It might help if you imagine an inner living dimension within yourself in which you create, in miniature psychic form, all the exterior conditions that you know. Simply put, you do exactly this. Your thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures can be called incipient exterior events, for in one way or another, each of these is materialized into physical reality. You change even the most permanent seeming conditions of your life constantly through the varying attitudes you have towards them. There's nothing in your exterior experience that did not originate within you. Interactions with others do occur, of course, yet there are none that you do not accept or draw to you by your thoughts, attitudes, or emotions. This applies in each area of life. In your terms, it applies both before life and after it. In the most miraculous fashion, you are given the gift of creating your experience. In this existence, you are learning to handle the inexhaustible energy that is available to you. The mass condition of the world and the situation of each individual in it 
is the materialization of man's progress as he forms his world. The joy of creativity flows through you as effortlessly as your breath. From it, the most minute areas of your outer experience spring. Your feelings have electromagnetic realities that rise outward, affecting the atmosphere itself. They group through attraction, building up areas of events and circumstances that finally coalesce, so to speak, either in matter as objects or as events in time. Some feelings and thoughts are translated into structures that you call objects. These exist in your terms in a medium you call space. Others are translated instead into psychological structures called events that seem to exist in a medium you call time. Space and time are both root assumptions, which simply means that man accepts both and assumes that his reality is rooted in a series of moments and a dimension of space. So your inner experience is translated in those terms. Basically, you create your experience through your beliefs about yourself and the nature of reality. Another way to understand this is to realize that you create your experiences through your expectations. Your feeling tones are your emotional attitudes toward yourself and life in general. And these generally govern the large areas of experience. If you have become afraid of emotion or the expression of feeling, or if you have been taught that the inner self is no more than a repository of uncivilized impulses, then you may have the habit of denying this deep rhythm. You may try to operate as if it did not exist or even try to refute it, but it represents your deepest, most creative impulses. To fight against it is like trying to swim upstream against a strong current. You make your own reality. There is no other rule. Knowing this is the secret of creativity. So that probably gives you quite a bit to think about. <laughs> I, um, I revisit that book frequently from time to time because each time I read it, that material, there's something new that pops out at me. Um, it's one of those things. Uh, it's inexplicable. But again, I try not to overthink it. I just let it sort of, I let myself absorb it and um, let it give me whatever it needs to give me uh, in whatever moment I decide or choose or have that impulse to pick it up again. Um, and you may find that impulse too. Um, let those words sink in, play with them a little bit. And if you want more, then please pick up a copy of that book. You know, it's available everywhere. You can find the Seth materials. And I know there are many books. And I'll touch upon that again in some future either podcast or YouTube video. Uh, because I think it's very, very um, beneficial. I think it goes, it runs very deep uh, sometimes. But if you really are into sort of exploring the depths of this idea of what your personal reality is, 
how it acts as a reflection of your of your inner feeling tones and your emotions and your state of being and your beliefs about yourself and your expectations. Um, if you want to explore that in any more depth, then I would suggest you pick up the Seth books, uh, at least that one, The Nature of Personal Reality, um, if you haven't already. And if you already have and you're familiar with it, maybe you want to pick it up again like I do from time to time. Okay, so thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a pleasure, as always, to speak with you, to you, at you, whatever. (laughs) It's a pleasure to do these, as it is a pleasure to coach you, to speak to you through the YouTube channel. And again, that is YouTube Manifestational Lab. If you are new to this podcast, you don't know me from the YouTube channel, then please go ahead head over there there's a bunch of videos up and there's always more videos coming you'll even find this podcast episode there as well as previous previous podcast episodes that seemed like a mouthful for some reason um thanks to everyone uh, of my subscribers every one of my clients everyone who has donated to me if you go to the youtube channel to any video you'll find in the description box also a way to leave me a donation or a tip if you if you uh, feel an, an urge to do so and i urge you to follow your urges <laughs> and as always it's much appreciated um also If you're interested in interacting with others, head over to the Facebook group, Manifestation Lab group. Again, there's a link um, in the video's description box uh, on YouTube on the channel. And as always, if you want some coaching services, head over there to my website, manifestationlab.com forward slash services. And uh, you can take a look at that what's written there and contact me and we'll get something going for you okay so thanks again for listening everybody i wish you all a great day great week great weekend whenever whatever it is and whenever you're listening and whatever point in space and time you're listening out here on this exciting leading edge of creation i'm tarkon until next time bye bye